You're tuning in to Just Know Though Podcast. Podcast for every season of life. This content is genuine and intentionally created to inspire and uplift others. If you're new, I hope you enjoy. And if you're returning, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Just Know Though Podcast. This is the last episode of Grinding in Confidence series, and I am so excited. I couldn't think of a better person to close out this series. I have Alina here with me today. You guys can't see it because we're only audio, but I'm smiling and I've been smiling this whole time. I'm really excited to have Alina here with us today. I'm just going to put this out there. When I first met you, Alina, I just thought you were just the cutest. You were just gorgeous. You were confident. You were just like this badass, like NFL cheerleader, talented. You know, I admire you so much more because that you're doing this podcast and for embracing everything that you've been through and coming out on top. That's how I feel about you and why I'm so happy that you're on this podcast. Well, now I can't stop smiling. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, I was just so, it was like my respect for you was like here and I was like more of a superficial, obviously, because I didn't really connect with you super close, but I know you're close Mm -hmm. with Bria. But now it's like, I just respect you so much more for just embracing and having courage to just speak what you need to share. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and I'm super excited that you asked me to be on your podcast. So I appreciate you. I'm super (laughs) excited you accepted. So (laughs) this is so good. You are a digital, digital marketing specialist. You are a survivor of narcissistic abuse, NFL cheerleader alumni, and a dog mommy, a mini golden doodle tink, which I love seeing on Instagram, by the way. (laughs) Is there anything that I missed that you kind of want to share with the audience before we kind of get started? No, I think that pretty much sums up my life, especially right now in my most recent events. Um, Tink is obviously like a huge part of my life right now. She just turned, I think, nine months. So we've been going. She's that young? Mm -hmm. She's big. Yeah, she, she's like 20, 20 pounds, I think. But yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up everything. I'm, you know, usually really close with, you know, my family and friends. Just add that tidbit in there. And they have been my biggest support system um, throughout my journey. So shout out to those peeps. <laughs> no, I feel like before we get on to that, mm-hmm. it's so important to have a support system. But when it's like family, it's even better because... Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's, it's different. Like to know that you can totally let it out with family. Yeah. I know not everyone kind of has that dynamic. Yeah. Shout out to them for just being there for you. Yeah. No my, my sister has definitely been the like sole person that has heard the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, um, mm-hmm. probably things she didn't want to hear, you know, um, but was literally there for every single phone call and text and all that fun stuff. So, you know, and it is hard talking to family about difficult situations in your life. Um, and it's hard to, you know, sometimes be honest with them about what's going on because you don't want it them is. to not necessarily judge you, but it's just... It's a different type of uh, feeling when, you know, you're expecting they have all these expectations for you mm-hmm. for you. 
Mm -hmm. And um, you kind of are living, not this double life, but going through a bunch of things that you're not necessarily ready to talk to them about. And then once you finally do, it's kind of a whole different like world, you know, that it's almost easier sometimes to talk to your friends about stuff. Because you chose them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I chose you to be my friend. Now you have to listen to all, <laughs> all these crazy things that are going on in my life. And with family, sometimes it is a little bit more intimidating. But I'm happy that, you know, that they have been there for me and that they are accepting and supportive and overwhelmingly loving. And, yes, I appreciate them and all my friends that have been on this journey of life with me so <laughs> no I love it because I I for one I have three sisters so it's not the judgment <laughs> it's definitely like the expectations slash like disappointment slash everything right yeah I think the that's youngest. a good yeah I'm the youngest that's yeah. even harder for sure everyone has like an opinion right and I think mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head when you said the word disappointment you know, I, I just, I think your family usually thinks so highly of you and wants the best for you, of course, like no matter what, and it's, mm-hmm. you never want to disappoint them. So that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> oh, girl, I feel it. Three sisters. <laughs> it's just, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great though. And the fact that that's a whole other like confidence topic, like having confidence to speak your truth and what you're going through regardless of feeling disappointment or shame or whatever negative, the negative feeling that you might feel opening up to family. Okay. So for the audience, what is narcissistic abuse? This one, I actually, I took a definition off of World Narcissistic Emotional Abuse Day, um, just because I wanted to relay the message in as clearly as I could. So I'm going to read it wrote it down. So narcissistic abuse is gradual and intentional erosion of a person's sense of self-worth. It's a combination of emotional and psychological abuse aimed at undermining a person's identity for the sole purpose of obtaining control for personal gain. It can involve patterns of dominance, manipulation, intimidation, emotional persuasion by force or threats, um, withholding, dishonesty, extreme selfishness, guilt mongering, rejection, stonewalling, gaslighting, financial abuse, extreme jealousy, and possessiveness. So, um, to say the least, (laughs) it is a lot. And I think a lot of that... When you are in a relationship with someone, which can be family, it can be friends, it can be a significant other, it comes in all forms and all shapes. A lot of that is the manipulation side because they kind of, you know, flip things and make you think that, you know, you're in the wrong or any type of other situation. But I thought that was a really great and condensed version of what narcissistic abuse really is. I could probably talk about it for a good like three hours just because all the research I've done. But I, I thought that that short definition of it really kind of spoke to all assets of it. And I mean, just somebody that has those traits, it could come you know, in two or three of those traits or all of them or whatnot. But I mean, most of the time you're completely blinded by it until you actually realize like and start researching it and figuring out that you're going through something that a lot of people, a lot of other people actually do go through and they just don't realize it. No, that was a good definition. You know, I had to at least ask that and kind of frame what it was because I myself didn't even really 
understand it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm one of those people, right? Where, and I am just so proud of you for having the courage to even talk about it because I have experienced like emotional and psychological abuse in a relationship and I didn't even know it. People are finally to... putting a name to it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not always like cussing at you or calling you mean names or anything crazy like that. It can be very subtle and some yeah. people completely just don't even know they give their all in the relationship and they're just you know never feeling like appreciated or things like I think now it's becoming more common not common but people finally put a label on it and it's called narcissistic abuse and I think it's being more talked about and more forthcoming and I think a lot of people are speaking out on it which I was lucky enough to find you know really great outlets on social media great books to read about it just to educate myself more and I felt that by finding these outlets it helped me so much and that's why I wanted that that's why I shared my story initially it was so hard for me to even start talking about it in general I was super ashamed I was embarrassed I didn't want anyone to know I cry. <laughs> don't um, I do because no one was put on this earth to to go through that you know what I mean? So yeah, that definitely hits me hard where it's like, no one deserves that type of treatment, regardless of the other person, who and why they are doing that, you know, regardless, they don't, regardless of what's going on, no one deserves to be treated like that. So mm-hmm. keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're okay. You're going to make me tear up. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those situations where I, in the end, thought I was doing every single thing wrong and that I wasn't good enough and I wasn't good enough to even be in I thought I was you know having issues and so that's why I initially started to see a therapist to kind of really figure out quote quote what was wrong with me because that's Mm -hmm. what I was kind of being told all the time and she kind of opened up this whole new world of no sweetheart it's not you (laughs) you know (laughs) but I'm glad you're looking into it Um, and we kind of figured everything out together so yeah it wasn't easy talking about it initially I wanted to kind of give back to that community just because I learned so much from it as well and it was really heartwarming how many messages and I think you kind of touched on this at the beginning how many times people reach out to you thanking you for you know the stories you get to share on your podcast people you know are reaching out to me thanking me for sharing because they didn't know what they were going through and I kind of helped them figure it out or um, just inspired other people to research it a little bit more had people reach out to me sharing their stories and it it's it's definitely it's a community of these amazing powerful women who survive things that like you said, nobody should really be put through and you don't really realize it until you're out of it. And that's when I think light bulbs start going off and you're like, okay, I can do this. I'm strong and Mm -hmm. I'm powerful. If I went through that, I can kind of, um, you know, figure out anything in my next, you know, my next move and where I want to go from. What does confidence and self-belief mean to you and like the importance of it? For self-confidence and self-belief, I guess confidence and self-belief, really finding that love for yourself, loving yourself with your whole heart, embracing yourself the way you are. I think with all those things, you learn new things about yourself. It's not always easy to face the truth or have to deal with difficulties or struggles. But I think with that, 
you come out more confident, you find out more about yourself and, you know, nobody's perfect at all whatsoever. There is not one perfect person on this planet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think people need to learn that you don't have to be perfect, but the most important thing, I think it's just to love yourself. And as long as you love yourself, I think that's what confidence is really all about. For sure. I love how you put it because you talk about embracing and like loving yourself with your full heart. And it's true because if you don't, how are you supposed to be confident in your decisions, in your relationships, in your career? So I love how you how you talked about that. And so in your case, like you, how did you find how do you find confidence again, especially when someone makes you question it? Because we talk about intentional erosion of self-worth. It's mm-hmm. so much more different when you have negative experiences affecting your confidence, right? And I think you're really lucky because you've had a support system that's told you, like, no, you're not crazy. This is not okay because I feel like a lot of some people don't have that. So it makes them question what they're going through even more. How do you find confidence again, especially when someone makes you question your own self-worth and own confidence? Yeah, um, that was definitely a journey. I was at an all-time low, I think, about a year ago or so. And I just, I didn't know what to do. And I, that's when I... Look at you now, though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, I had started therapy. I, I've been to therapy a couple of times, but I started it again kind of um, right when COVID started last year. So I think February and March. That's when I really started digging deep and being able to kind of recognize what I was going through. Um, and I think the most important thing to finding self-confidence again is investing time back into yourself. found myself exhausted because I was giving, 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 giving to everyone and everything around me and not really taking time to do the things that I like to do. Definitely taking that time to invest back into yourself, whether mentally, physically, emotionally, taking control over your own life again and finding that confidence each and every day. You know, whether it is talking to someone, if it's a therapist or if it's a friend or somebody that you can completely confide in and be yourself 100 percent of the time which I mentioned was like my sister like she is my rock I can be weird around her I can tell her everything Mm -hmm. um you know and we share that with each other so that you know was she was really important part of all of this you know just doing the things that you love for yourself and not anyone else I miss dancing so I obviously was everything was on lockdown so I took some virtual dance classes and I felt like so much better after I would do those things I started working out again a lot I was reading more and you know reading like self-help books and reading um affirmations every day even just doing like small things like that each day just setting whether it's like an hour or 30 minutes even 10 minutes just to kind of give back to yourself instead of giving you know your time to work or you know taking the dog out or cleaning the house instead of exhausting yourself doing those things it's I 5,000% suggest everyone at least take an hour of their day to just do something for themselves even if it's like sitting on the couch watching trash tv which I know we all (laughs) love to do but if it makes you smile and it makes you laugh then like set set an hour aside to just do that you know but yeah it's definitely investing time back into yourself and focusing on the things that you love or that you feel like you might be missing trying something new going to you know 
I was always intimidated for some reason to go to a new workout class. I'm like, oh, girl, me too. It's like the weirdest thing, right? You're like, okay, I don't know what to expect. Like, where's the bathroom? Like, how long's the class? Who can I sit next? Like, it's it's a whole thing. It's it's really weird. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's even doing stuff like that, like pushing yourself just a little bit out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But it makes you feel really good about yourself. And people don't realize it's like could be intimidating getting there. But once you get there and you finish it. Like, whether oh, it's it, not bad, right? Yeah, yeah. And whether it's a workout class or an art class or going to like a new park or something, it, it's so rewarding to push yourself outside of your own comfort zone and knowing that you did that just for yourself. So I definitely say, yeah, just investing time back into yourself and trying something new, taking care of your own mind, your own body, your own spirit. That's those are all the things that at least help me get back to where I'm at. Those are good points because when you're swept up in like the busyness of like giving to work, having to make all these social arrangements, having to always like make sure your place is clean and make like it's just a whole thing when you're just when you're trying to be responsible. (laughs) So I love how you say that because there are times where I even like I forget to do things for myself, go to the bathroom, something like so small, right? I'm like, I didn't even go pee today. So there are so many things that we really need to like prioritize ourselves and just the littlest things. And it, it just progresses from there. So what would you say for people who are a little hesitant in investing time in themselves? If they, I feel like, you know, there's always excuses like, I don't have time to do that or I'm busy or they're closed or like, there's always some, some excuse, right? But right. What right. would you say yeah. for someone who was like a little hesitant to really commit? That's a great question because I still find myself doing that sometimes. I do too. So I might be asking for myself too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, even this morning, I was like, I could go to Orange Theory or I could sleep in for right? a few more minutes. And I mean, mm-hmm. I chose to sleep in. But with that also being said, I felt like my body needed to sleep. And so I listened to it. You know, so I think it's really just being in tune with what your body needs and not feeling guilty for not doing one thing or the other. I think that's a huge thing is people think they have to do something or try to live up to these norms or these standards that the rest of society wants them to live up to instead of thinking about their mind, body, and spirit and trying to do all these things, but then having guilt at the end of the day. Like if you want to eat three ice cream bars at the end of the day, like do it. If you want to have a glass of wine every night before you go to bed, like what makes you happy? What makes your body happy? What makes it feel good? Obviously if eating three ice cream bars before bed doesn't make your body feel great, maybe don't do it. But (laughs) I think people need to start taking the guilt out of, you know, not getting to those classes or eating something that they think they shouldn't or doing something that's not in the norm of society. I think to touch back on the question, just setting aside time, really making that commitment. I think I can use an example as, you know, for work, we set aside eight hours of our day. Um, We block out our calendar for meetings so we don't miss them. We set our alarm clocks in the morning so we wake up and aren't late for work. You need to do those things for yourself too. It helps me so much block off my calendar like 
I'm going to do this this day. I'm going to, you know, read, you know, 30 minutes before bed. What helped me a lot with that is writing thing, writing them down too. Daily goals or to-do lists for the week, personal and obviously for work. But people do it for work and they normalize it so easily. Like mm. what we do. You yeah. also need to do it for yourself. Like yeah. you can't just be a robot. <laughs> like yeah. only you know, give time and to do that. But if you block it out on your calendar or you write it down, those are ways for me to kind of use, I guess, as my guidelines to wanting to do the things I do and actually accomplishing them. I actually started journaling. It's called the five minute journal. So it's a really simple, easy one pager. Uh, I actually need to start doing it again. It's a really simple, like one pager, few questions in the morning, and then you come back to it at night. And it kind of asks you like, okay, well, like, what were three great things that happened today? Or, like, did you actually do pretty much what you said you were going to do in the morning? So it was, that was another way for me to kind of keep myself in check and make sure that I was investing time back into myself too, so. I feel like um, a year ago, it's crazy, it's also a year ago for me, I was having the hardest time. And my, what I was doing is I was prioritizing everybody else and I was last. And by the time you knew it, time of day was done. I was so tired. Hold off on everything I had to do for myself to the next day. And by the time you know it, a whole week goes by and then a month and then you're just exhausted. So I love how you said just putting it on, making that time commitment, whether it's an hour in the morning, hour at night, <sighs> during wherever you can fit it. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to do this hard spreadsheet right now. I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, they can yeah. wait. You know what I mean? Because it's true. You have to do things for yourself. You can't just always do things for work or for others. And it's getting swept up in the responsibilities. But, you know, when you when you do all of that, and then let's say you're going through a hard time personally, it's you just can't do it all. Like you really have to like set aside work, set aside everything else and just put yourself first. So yeah, even if it's taking 10 minute breaks to walk outside or whatever, it's, mm-hmm. you definitely need that. You need boundaries <laughs> for yourself and for everyone around you. <laughs> I know it's so crazy because I feel like we just don't really learn boundaries anymore. It, it's hard. I think maybe it's also hard for me and you because what we've been through and then you kind of feel guilty for putting boundaries up because someone made you feel guilty for doing that right um and I had no idea that you had similar experiences so I appreciate you sharing that with me girl I think I blacked it all out I think I just (laughs) put it in a door and shut it closed and then I started realizing like oh my god I had I mean I don't care I'll just I'll just put it out there like um I was in a relationship for a very long time. He would never tell me I was pretty. He would never compliment me. My hair wasn't done. He would tell me, I don't like your hair. He didn't like my outfit. He told me he didn't like my outfit. If I didn't have makeup on, he would tell me to go put makeup on. So that's like one little like thing, right? But he'd also threaten me. He'd also threaten me and say, it was like um, coercion, Mm -hmm. where it was like, if you leave me, I'll kill you. If you, (sighs) my heart just beats so fast right now even talking about it. If you, if you leave, I'll kill myself. If you, mm-hmm. you know, and oh my gosh, it's crazy. 
Yeah. Because you, I think also as a woman and just because you're with someone and you care about them, you feel the need to, to stay to, and try to stay and fix it. And it's just natural, I think. And it's also the guilt and it's like, it's, it's, I think it's human nature. And for us to have like, you know, those giving traits where you, where you want to, I mean, no one wants to do that. Right. Where it's like, Oh, go ahead. I don't care. Let's no, like you don't, yeah. no one wants to do that. Right. And so it's, it really messes with your mind and your self-worth. And then by the time you know it, you're really questioning your self-worth. Like there were days where I was like, am I pretty? Am I ugly? Like it was, it's a horrible thing. That's why mm-hmm. like, I really do pray that your message gets out there. And this is more talked about, especially in this day and age where like things are so, things are so kept secret. And then there's so much shame talking about these things when there really shouldn't be. But it's because it's it's so hard to go through and it's so hard to face, which is why I'm just even talk about. Yeah, it's... I know, girl. My my chest was like, I was so <laughs> breathe. Woosah. Right. I was also the sage after this. <laughs> I was with that person for like four years, mm-hmm. and it was just kept pulling me and pulling me and pulling me. And so I, ah, my heart goes out to anyone. It goes out to you. It goes out to. And I don't even feel like it sounds crazy, but I don't feel like what I went through was the worst because I know people have gone through a lot worse right I can't but you still went through something you know that no human like you said earlier should ever go through and it's just manipulation it's just so messed up to be taken advantage of like yeah you know so and it's it's hard to kind of getting back to that that place of wanting to even try like with anybody else like ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) like even you know some friends or family it's and I'm I'm super empathetic like I have a big heart and I literally care about every single person that comes into my life until I reach a certain point of like actually getting mad Mm -hmm. I'm very empathetic very forgiving and it takes a lot to like really 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 like piss me off Um, but once I get there I'm like completely just like done and so for me it's after you know this whole experience it's been hard for me to even want to be empathetic towards anyone. I feel like I've had a moment of like not even wanting to be nice to anyone. And I think I even had those. That's also when I realized I'm like, I'm not being myself. Like this is not right. Like I'm usually very loving, very Mm. forgiving, very empathetic. And I was not being me. And I think that's like when the first light bulb went off of like, why am I acting like this? Like this isn't me. And now, you know, after everything ended, it was definitely hard for me to get back to that person because I was like so worried that everyone else was going to screw me over too. (laughs) Like, okay, like who do I trust and who do I not trust? Because this person had me fooled in the beginning, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's scary you know, had to keep moving forward and finding my light. And I realized that that's the best thing that I could do to, for those people that are, you know, stuck by me and were around me. And I couldn't let someone take my good qualities away and, you know, like not let me use them, you know, or not use them, but not let me 
shed not, that light mm-hmm. onto other people. So I was like, and not let you, not let them bring you down with them because, and I, I totally feel you on that one because it's a crazy realization when you have that moment of like, okay, I do not like where I'm going. I do not, I do not know where this is coming from, but this is not meant to stay. It's a crazy moment when you realize like, okay, this is something bad, like turning, you know what I mean? And it's just like, no, this is not good for my soul. It's not good for my spirit. And I think that's when everyone has that moment. And I pray that everyone has this moment where they're just like, I am not going to be in that circle or that that cycle. I need to either grow by myself or grow. If this person isn't going to grow with me, then I have to, you know, and just have faith. that. I think it's hard to have this moment where I was like, God, I know there is someone out there for me. This can't be it, you know? <laughs> and you just have to have faith and I know what you mean though it's hard it's like you're just constantly looking for red flags right yeah yeah I mean in in anyone and everyone I haven't even like started like I've been trying to like read up on like how to start dating after you go through all these things right (laughs) so I've been there I've been there I'm like what's wrong with me like I'm fine (laughs) it's like it's it's hard because I feel like any like one little thing, I'm going to be like, nope, next, nope, Mm -hmm. next, nope, next. And so it's, it's intimidating, you know, I'm like, I know I am filled with all this knowledge now. I mean, I know I'll get there one day, it'll all come full circle, but it will, will. you know, it's definitely like, I have all this knowledge. And also, I think the strength to like, not put up with any of the crap Mm. anymore, either, you know, so kind of like good luck <laughs> whomever wants to try next but um yeah it's it's definitely just like it's a different feeling of wanting to know that there are like still good humans out there and there definitely are it's just I think hard at going after going through everything to make yourself realize that it definitely takes a little bit of time um time is sometimes a good thing you know mm-hmm. Especially taking time for yourself and time is a good thing Time is, it really is. And time, like you said, on yourself is like the best thing you can do, regardless of if you've been through something like this or not. It's just, we give so much to others and the least we could do is give to ourselves. But yeah, girl, I totally feel you. It is hard. (laughs) It is hard when you, when you feel so much distrust and when your self-worth and your confidence is just negatively effective in your previous relationship whether it's a spouse a partner or even like a parent or sibling it really transcends if you don't take the time to rebuild your confidence on your own so I love how you said this you said grind until you find the best version that makes you happy not anyone else like this is a good segue because we talked about time and reinvesting in ourselves. I feel like the, everything will come. The grinding, all of the opportunities yeah. will come as long as you you do what's best for you and you're you're happy with your decisions and yourself and things like that. So right, and you know, I think that's another thing is no one else is going to do it for you. You can have the best support system in the world, but unless you face your own demons and your own issues head on and sit with it and realize it and work on ways to move past it, they're still always going to be there. You know, nobody can do the work for you. Even if you have the best therapist in the world, you can go sit in her office, but if you don't talk about things that are bugging you or 
that are, you know, haunt, not haunting you, but, you know, following you or making your day-to-day um, life harder, she's, she or he can't do anything to help you, you know, and it's until you take the time to improve and work on things that you see aren't necessarily going the way you want them to in your life until you take over and you take that steering wheel back into your own hands, nothing's going to change. And you have to do what makes you happy at the end of the day, whether that be, you know, whatever. But you can't rely on other people to make you happy. You can't rely on other people to not be there for you. But until you're happy in you, in your own skin, in your mental capacity, in your spirit, then you, you know, you you can't really move forward. And it's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And there's still always and forever will always be room for improvement. Like I said earlier, nobody's perfect. And until you can take accountability and responsibility for wanting to make yourself happy and be the best version of you that you can be, whether that's, you know, doing whatever truly makes you happy. And there's so many different ways people have it. Some people are completely happy working 80 hours a week and never seeing their friends or family. And some people want to work two hours a week and see their friends or family. Some people, money makes them the happiest. Some people going on walks in the forest makes them the happiest. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. And until you can truly find that for yourself and work on that every single day, then it's, you know, kind of like a lost cause. So it's all... I think circling back to like investing time in yourself and grinding until you find the best version of you for you and not anyone else. I know this goes, this goes back to what you said, celebrate ourselves more and live life unapologetically. And I love that because it takes confidence. You know what I mean? To be like, well, I'm just going to do what I want because it makes me happy. And truly, I don't think people celebrate themselves enough. And you're right. (laughs) Like they don't like even little things. And sometimes it takes celebrating little things to, uh, you know, get that confidence back and get, you know, your happiness back to where it needs to be. Celebrating small, small milestones, celebrating the fact that, you know, you got all your work done in five hours and now you can like relax a little bit or just like small things, big things, whatever. Like you potty trained your dog, like celebrate that. Like that's hard to do. (laughs) And it's like people don't talk about, you know, their successes I don't think enough, or maybe I was always just not always, but recently I didn't want to share enough about myself because it was almost looked or frowned upon, you know? So I I do encourage people to celebrate themselves more often and talk about their successes and share their stories and, you know, not to share their stories to bring anyone else down or anything like that, but to celebrate what they went through and what they accomplished and showing other people that there's, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel in some type of way. So see, this is why this is the best way to close out the series. It's it's (laughs) so true. You know, celebrating small wins, like it, it, it really, it's big. It it slowly and slowly, like you, it builds your confidence. I mean, like you said, like it's not going to happen overnight. So you do have to give yourself credit for these small wins that you're doing every day. The hour that you give to yourself every day, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think like I've, I've had these conversations with a few of my old teammates too, where 
we would kind of be talking about our struggles in life and, or, you know, issues and things like that. And then I have like this moment and I shared it with them. It's like, no, like say it to yourself right now. Like I'm going to college. I'm a cheerleader on an NFL team. You are working part time and you're doing all these things in that's more than enough in life. And you should be celebrating that, not questioning what your next move is. So I think a lot of times people are so worried about what's going to happen next that they don't celebrate what's going on now. And that kind of reminded me of those conversations I used to have with, you know, some of my old teammates, just because you're just talking about life, you know, and it's always like, oh, what's next? What's next? What's next? No, what's now? Celebrate now. Like, Mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome what you're doing just in itself. So why don't we celebrate that? <laughs> you know, um, I think people forget to do that all the time. Oh, it's so true. I was actually reading yesterday and I'll just read this part because it just hits like what you just said. It says, our world is full of messages telling us to dream big, set audacious goals, and then push ourselves to achieve it all. Working hard has become synonymous with burnout and exhaustion. And we live as we live as though our success is a result of our strength, intellect, or abilities alone. And it's so true. We we forget to, there are like these big, this society norm of like, oh, you have to do all these things. What's next? You can't just keep, you can't just stop where you are. You have to keep going. And it's, you're just constantly on this grinding and just, it's just, it's so exhausting. So I love how you brought that up. You got to celebrate the small wins. You talk about if it rains on your parade, just dance in it. Oh, that's been my quote since like probably the day I popped out the womb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and for me, and I think I explained this a little bit in my uh, my form. For me, that quote, it really is, it's true. Like you have to sit with things in order to recognize them, but it's how you make the best out of it. It's raining you fill it on your skin you're getting drenched you're getting soaked you don't have an umbrella what are you going to stand there and complain are you going to dance in it and make something beautiful or you know make the best out of the situation and I think that comes in all forms of you know everyday life sometimes it's you know you could have been gotten bad news or had something you know really annoy you or uh, you know, maybe your coffee machine didn't go off at 5 a.m. when you asked it to and so you couldn't have your cup of coffee when you wake up. Those things happen. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do to make the best of it? Are you going to sit there and yell at your coffee machine that can't even comprehend what you're saying? Are you going to maybe just get in your car and go treat yourself to a Starbucks? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. <laughs> so that that's why I love that quote, because you can't escape what's going on around you. You can't escape the rain, but it's what you do in that moment to make the best out of the situation. And that's why it's always been relevant to me. Um, and even more so recently than in the past, but it's just about recognizing what you're going through, accepting it, but then also trying to make the best out of it and do what's best for you in that moment. I know we're at like 50 minutes and I went by so fast. It was such a good conversation it was there's so much that we could talk about when it comes to confidence when it comes to relationships when it comes to being a woman and living life unapologetically you know mm-hmm. with all of these standards that either we set for ourselves or someone else sets or society sets it's just it's a whole thing and I'm so glad that we even got to touch on this specifically I think it's so important what advice would you give to people who might be going through something similar it's not your fault 
Mm. It's not your fault you're stayed. It's not your fault you didn't recognize it. You're going through these struggles. It's not your fault that you let it get to the point of whatever it did or point of confusion or disbelief in yourself. You know, you are worthy. You are loved. You are amazing. You are special. You are here on this earth for a reason. That's what you need to focus on. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can't focus or dwell on the fact that, you know, you didn't realize what you were going through until weeks, months, years later. There's no time stamp that you can even put on that. And there's no time stamp to even put on going through your, going, you know, after researching and getting back to yourself either. Kind of touching on those standards and norms that society or other people put on us. Everyone has their own journey. And... It's really nobody's fault, not even the other person's fault half the time that these things happen. It's not about blaming other people either. And it's just more or less about, I would say, like embracing what you did go through and using that to the best of your abilities to continue on with life. It's a lesson learned. And the only thing you can do is kind of take all that information in and use it to either help other people, to help yourself, to hopefully not put yourself in those same predicaments or situations again. But I think that's one biggest thing that helped me through the situation that I was in is reminding myself that it wasn't my fault and I was trying to be the best person that I could be. I was trying to do the best thing that I could do. I was trying to protect, you know, myself and my identity as it was. And it's your journey in life. You can't change it now and it's not your fault. And you just have to keep pushing forward and finding what makes you happy and finding you. So that's what I'd like to Ooh, I was feeling that one. <laughs> no, I love it. It was, it was all there because... I love that you were just like, it's not your fault. And it's true. And I honestly think the people that go through it, you know, just in general, whether it's a toxic relationship, whether it's abuse, whatever form of like taking away your confidence or like questioning your self-worth, you will come out on on top. If you make that commitment and you acknowledge it and you have the best intentions and a good heart, like you will come out on top. You said it so great and so gracefully. This was so good. If you could leave the audience with one last message, I don't know if you can top what you just said, but if you could leave the audience with one last message, what would it be? You know, I was in a place of distrust and disbelief, um, struggling internally with who I was. And I had so many questions about what was going on in my life. You know, I was tricked into thinking that I wasn't worthy, wasn't smart, wasn't good enough to do anything, always second guessing myself, started getting anxiety about a lot of things. But, you know, when I did start investing time back into myself instead of exhausting, you know, my energies for everyone that didn't necessarily deserve it or appreciate it, I found me again, you know, through therapy, reading, working out, dancing, focusing on my career, my support system. Those are the best decisions that I ever made. And so, you know, leaving everyone with this of celebrating yourself more often, loving yourself unconditionally, protecting your peace, um, embracing your flaws, shine your light everywhere you go. And everyone has their own special light. So shine it. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Embrace all your qualities and just be a good human. (laughs) Be good humans. That's what I would like to leave everyone with. And I'm so appreciative of you having me on your podcast this season. And I, I hope that, you know, 
it helped somebody out there, you know, kind of face whatever they're facing or get them through another day. And I also appreciate you sharing your story with me as well. And I just hope that we can empower other women, other men out there to really like speak their truth and find the confidence in themselves to continue to go each and every day. <sighs> Alina, <laughs> you are going to be hard to top. It, it's kind of great that you were at the end because it was, it was so good. And I'm so thankful. Um, I feel like I didn't even know. This is, this is what's so great. Well, I know it's meant to be when you connect with people that you weren't expecting to on a whole different level. Right. And I love this. And I love that you came on. I'm so thankful. So honored that it was your first podcast. Gonna <laughs> rock that one for sure. I know that someone listening will connect with you. I know that for sure. And I pray, you know, this message is positively received, is heard that everyone out there gets their support that they need. And I'm just mm-hmm. so appreciative that you came on. Of course, it was, it was fun. Good. I stopped being nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up the Grinding in Confidence series. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and any of the other ones if you listen to them. I really do hope if you liked it, you can share and send to a friend that you think might like it or you think might connect with any of the speakers. Bye.